Star Wars 7x7 episode 2460. Of all the characters in The Mandalorian Season 2 about whom we have the most questions, the most pressing questions, and the most confounding questions, I think if you had to pick one character about whom we would say that, it would have to be Boba Fett. What are those questions? I'm glad you asked. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, one of the biggest unanswered questions that actually got answered in Season 2 of The Mandalorian about Boba Fett has to do with that infamous spurs that jangle jingle jangle noise, right? So the fact that when Boba Fett walks around when we hear him in The Empire Strikes Back, there's a sound that is very similar to cowboy boot spurs, right? And we heard that sound with the stranger approaching the body of Fennec Shand at the end of episode 5, chapter 5, the gunslinger from season 1 of The Mandalorian. And it was very strange because in the Aftermath novels by Chuck Wendig, it's established that Boba Fett is no longer in possession of the armor, and certainly that's verified by the events of season two of The Mandalorian. And I re-watched parts of chapter nine, The Marshal, which is the first episode of season two, and when Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant, is walking around, you can hear a little bit of a jingle <laughs> in his walk, but it seems like when you actually look at Cobb Vanth's boots, they're not the Boba Fett boots. And so that is our you know, first question that's actually answered. When Boba Fett lost his armor, he didn't exactly lose everything, it seems. But it begs the question, how did he lose what he lost, right? So you have to take a step back for the first unanswered question, which is how did he survive the Sarlacc pit? I think the running theory would be that because the Sarlacc was killed in the explosion of the Katana, which is the name of Jabba's sail barge, that that was the means by which he was able to survive because he wasn't digested over the course of a thousand years. But did he get himself out of the Sarlacc pit or did someone get him out of the Sarlacc pit? We know that Jawas scavenged the Sarlacc pit, but we don't know whether they had any interaction with Boba Fett. So this then leads to the question, what on earth has Boba Fett been doing for the last five plus years before we meet him again in The Mandalorian? Clearly he's been through hard times because his face shows a lot of wear and tear. And that was something that in the behind the scenes stuff about The Mandalorian season two, they talked about how to do the makeup for Tamora Morrison and do it in a way where they implied that he had been through a lot, but also didn't over sell that situation. Didn't, you know, go over the top with the scarring and the weathering and the whatnot. However, his survival does seem to suggest that he's connected with somebody who is very medically proficient considering what he was able to do for Fennec Shan to save her life. And I suppose it begs the question of whether Boba Fett himself is now cybernetically enhanced in any fashion. Was that required for him to survive? I'm you know, gonna go out on a limb and guess that the answer is no, just because you know, I, I know that Fennec obviously showed her, you know, cybernetic gut, but 
yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't see them pulling it off with Boba Fett, but we could be in for some surprises, of course. He had to survive this Sarlacc thing somehow, and he didn't get away clean, but it's just a question of whether he needed the medical help, and if it's the same medical help that he got Fennec. And speaking of Fennec and her medical bills, how did he pay for that? Because I think the presumption is that he must have paid for it because Fennec is saying, yeah, I, you know, owe my life to him and now I'm working for him. But, you know, if she could have paid for her own thing, then she probably would have, you know, given him a bunch of credits and sent him on his way. So I feel like he would have had to be involved in not only rescuing her, but actually in paying for the treatment in some fashion. Where does he have the money for this unless he's had it stashed for ages and nobody thought to close his bank account in five years? And what's he been doing to survive in these five years? We see him wandering around the desert like a hermit with only Tusken Raider weapons to his name. But it turns out that he has Slave One or has access to it. So there's another question. How has he had access to Slave One and still not managed to find his Mandalorian armor after all this time? Like, you would think that he would be looking on Tatooine, and you would think that if Gore Koresh knew that there was a Mandalorian operating on Tatooine, that was, of course, the alien we saw at the very beginning of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, you would think Boba Fett would have heard about a Mandalorian operating on Tatooine, and he would have gone looking for him. It's not like it was a big secret. I mean, even Pelimato knew where to direct our Mandalorian to. I think one thing perhaps we can presume is that Slave One was not in a place where Jawas had access to it because if they did, then they probably would have stripped it the same way that they stripped the Razor Crest in episode two from season one of The Mandalorian. <sighs> you would think that that would be the case. Probably Slave One has a lot of anti intrusion technology. I imagine the Razor Crest must as well, and yet. Jawas are pretty proficient <laughs> at what they do, so I can't imagine it was anywhere where a Jawa could have gotten at it, but again, begs the question, where was it? Now in the old expanded universe, or Legends as it's now known, Boba Fett actually had his ship in orbit, and it stayed there until he was able to reclaim it, which is, you know, a whole other longer story. <laughs> and I suppose that could be the case here as well, because there isn't exactly a landing facility around Jabba's Palace, as far as we know. Anytime we've seen ships land near Jabba's Palace, they land, you know, outside the palace. It's not like there is a landing platform or a set of landing platforms or landing bay facilities or anything like that. And I suppose you have to wonder if Boba even knows where it is or if getting his Mandalorian armor was the key to finding out. I just, you know, I feel like this is a character who has very little in the way of scruples and would have stolen somebody's ship, stolen somebody's speeder, done whatever he needed to do in order to get back his stuff. And so it just seems to me like the ultimate answer is going to be that he has been out of commission for nearly five years and it's only now at this particular time that he is able to get out and about and start looking for his armor, start looking for his ship, and it just so happens that the Mandalorian comes along to stir things up. Can you imagine though, <laughs> he was out of commission for five years and finally he is able to get out 
and starts scouting around on Tatooine and he figures out where his armor is and suddenly another Mandalorian comes in and swoops it up like what are the chances the timing is just ridiculous but there's a possibility that we might actually get answers to these questions sooner rather than later thanks to the Book of Boba Fett series coming in December of 2020 because that means that we wouldn't necessarily have to wait until season three of The Mandalorian which is probably at this rate not coming until 2022. No official confirmation on that as of yet but certainly seems like we're heading in that direction. But yeah, The Book of Boba Fett in, oh my gosh, we're talking, you know, nine months from now. So it's not all that far away. It'll come pretty quickly. And I'm sure there will be a lot more questions <laughs> about Boba Fett to answer before then. But that's what we've got for right now. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.